Hey, it's been a while, guys. It's uh, November. I'm recording this on November 23rd, the week of Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Maybe you get this chance to spend it with some loved ones. I doubt there's any big, big, giant celebrations happening at clubs. So maybe that gives you the opportunity to spend some time with yours. How cool would that be? We've always got to look on the bright side with this stuff going on. Now, I've got an awesome guest for us today. We're going to be chatting about a really innovative idea to get youth and beginners into your private club. We're going to talk about how you can move social members into the golf category. And it's a really fantastic chat that I'm going to have with Mr. Matt Reagan. Stay tuned for that in just a few minutes here. Let me catch you up on what I've been up to. I'm speaking at a couple of conferences these next couple of months. They're all online conferences. Most conferences all online these days. In December, first week of December, I think it's December 2nd, I'll be speaking at VidFest. And VidFest is all about video content creation. I'll be talking about YouTube specifically and how to use YouTube properly to market your brand. That's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of talks on TikTok, LinkedIn video, YouTube, anything video related. And I really do believe if you have heard me talk lately, that video is what you should be focusing on in terms of marketing efforts. I would put 80% of my apples into the, the video basket right now. Um, the other conference I'll be looking at, uh, or I'll be presenting at, I should say, is the Club Innovation Conference. That conference will be held in January. It's January 12th through the 14th. That's another online conference. I think there's, I don't know, 20, 30 speakers from the club industry, real top people. Greg Patterson will be there. Uh, I'll be there. Michael Crandall, CNG. Um, we've got some other heavy hitters. Let's see. Joe Crenn looks like he'll be there. I'm looking at the website here. Whitney from uh, RCS Hospitality. Just a, a kind of a who's who in the club industry looks like. Uh, a lot of Canadian club managers because it's this is a sort of a not a Canadian conference. It's a worldwide conference, but it's these are a lot of Canadians that are putting this on. So going to have a lot of fun there. If you haven't seen it yet, go to the website, check that conference out, clubinnovationconference.com. You can get your tickets there. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And let's see what else. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm I'm working on YouTube a lot these days. Our channel just crossed a pretty big milestone: two thousand subscribers. Two thousand, you know, doesn't sound like a lot on social media, but when it comes to YouTube, that is pretty pretty serious. That puts my channel in the top. I don't know, maybe fifteen percent, maybe twenty percent, something like that. So it's a nice little feather in the cap, but more so just ha having a lot of fun. And, and helping people get into the game of golf. That's what my channel's always been about. Uh, whether it's the travel vlogs, or now I'm doing a lot of golf tech reviews since I can't do so much traveling, just helping people play better golf, helping people understand the game of golf, and just showing them that golf can be fun. And by doing that, I'm hoping that all our clubs eventually will uh, reap the benefits of that because we get more golfers in the game that gets more people in our clubs. So doing a lot on YouTube. If you want to help me in any way, if you've ever been helped by this show or me personally done anything for you, uh, I'd love it if you could help me by getting your members to subscribe to the channel. It's youtube.com slash let's play through with a U is how we spell that. Just check out the channel for yourself. I think it's a lot of fun. We we have a couple episodes that we're dropping every week and it's it's a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. We try to make golf as fun as possible because it's a great game. It's the best game in the world as far as I'm concerned. So that's cool. Um, we're going to hit a half a million uh, downloads in total here in the next few months. We we, we crossed over like 350,000 recently, and we're on pace to average about 50,000 
episode, uh, episode down, um, views per month, which is really amazing. YouTube, it's just a huge opportunity there. I've been doing a lot of short videos because everyone's trying to compete with TikTok right now. If you're looking ahead in terms of marketing and membership and what you should be focusing on, short video content is the name of the game right now. Anything under 60 seconds. So if you can provide a, a tip in 60 seconds, if you can provide some education or something interesting in 60 seconds, if you look at all of the networks, and I do mean all of them, even LinkedIn rolled out like a like a news stories feature you may have seen, but Instagram is doing something called Reels. Uh, YouTube is doing something called Shorts. All of these platforms, Twitter rolled something out. I can't remember what the name of it is, but all of these platforms are focusing on short 60-second content. That is the name of the game right now. Everyone's trying to compete with TikTok, and that's because TikTok's on to something. Now, by the way, I don't necessarily think your club needs to be on TikTok. I still don't really think that particular audience is the right audience for a private club. However, short video content is going to be a strategy that you should look into. If you want any help with that, I am available. Uh, I'm doing consulting these days with clubs on video content creation, marketing, and membership in general. Um, so if you want help with that, reach out to me, gabe at privateclubagency.com. We'll have a quick chat on the phone. There's no charge for that, just to talk about some strategies that you can do use at your club. All right, well, that's enough for announcements, I think. A um, little more announcements these days since we're only doing the podcast monthly right now. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, cross your fingers, that my kids will be back in school in January. And if that does happen, then we may see the show go back to weekly, uh, or certainly there'll just be a few more episodes each month. I'll have a little bit more time on my hands in order to do that. But uh, that's it for announcements uh, for now. Let's move on to our featured guest of the day. Our featured guest today is Matt Reagan. And what Matt and his team are doing is so, so cool. Uh, the name of the company is Operation 36. And what Operation 36 does is really get youth. It started off really trying to get youth into the game of golf. But I really see some huge opportunities for your club to get social members, maybe moved up the ladder into the golf membership category, get beginners into the game of golf uh, of all ages. And Matt and I have a really interesting discussion. He's a He's a really knowledgeable guy. I think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to this interview. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Exciting guest for you guys on the show today. I'm joined by Matt Reagan, who is the CEO and co-founder of Operation 36, getting new golfers into the game in a really unique and exciting way. I listened to Matt's story, kind of learned a little bit more about Operation 36. And I said, I've got to get him on private club radio to talk to folks about how they can get this program in their private club or um, your golf facility, wherever it is in the world. So Matt, welcome to Private Club Radio, man. Thanks for having me, Gabe. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'd love to just hear a, a first a little background on Operation 36, how you guys got it started and, and where it's taken you here. Yeah, so Op 36 actually started almost 10, over 10 years ago now. So uh, Ryan Daly uh, is our other co-founder. We're both PGA professionals and we were at Campbell University. I was still a student in the PGA golf management program at Campbell and Ryan was the assistant director of the golf management program. And we did a lot of training together outside of Campbell. Um, and one of them was uh, Titleist Performance Institute's uh, youth player development uh, track, which is kind of like LTA 
the long-term athlete development is like, how do you keep someone to do the right thing at the right time for, for youth? And that got us fired up about the idea of, you know, could we just get golfers coming every single week for the entire golf season? That was kind of the, the basic concept that we took from them and said, could we, and then Ryan had the opportunity to start a uh, junior academy at Keith Hills Golf Club at Campbell. And uh, he invited me on the journey with him since I was doing all this training with him. And uh, and then we just haven't stopped working together ever since. So it's kind of grown up. We got three kids to sign up with the basic concept of come once a week for eight months out of the year. Uh, the kids started, it kept growing and we had to figure out ways like, oh no, we got them to sign up for this. What do we do every, every class? How do we keep them engaged? How do we keep them coming back? And um, everything was going really good. We grew to about 80 kids coming once a week for... Wow. Uh, in, in, uh, almost the entire golf season, we developed relationships with these families. They were retained, uh, and it was, you know, starting to look more like other sports, like when they enroll in gymnastics or karate or dance or anything else that you see in your town. And, and, uh, we developed like a bag tag system and we were coming up with fun gamified environments for them to play. And, um, everything was going really good into about year four year four is, uh, we had like real positive stuff and some negative stuff. We had the positives were. Uh, golf pros were starting to reach out to us and say, we love what y'all are doing with these concepts to keep the kids coming every single week um, and keeping them engaged every week. Uh, but we ended up losing about 40 of our golfers that year as well. And so um, when we looked at ourselves in the mirror and said, like, why did we lose these families? And we started getting on the phone with them. It was really apparent that the ones that left were uh, the ones that never played golf outside of our program. And so we knew for the long term that uh, if we are trying to retain golfers in the sport, we have to get them connected to playing the game and get them comfortable playing the game. And then we spent a whole year figuring out how challenging that is. And uh, <laughs> um, so that was that was we spent a whole year of you know trying the different things, having them tee off from you know level one and level two forward tees, like U.S. Kids Golf kind of uh, spearheaded and. It was just taking too long for them to play. They didn't have the skill set to play. So then the golf course didn't want us to take anyone out there. Uh, and, and so we were joking around on our way to Pinehurst to train one of our first licensed program, Maggie Simons at Carmel Country Club. And they were the first one that kind of pushed us over the edge to say, we, we want to use what y'all are using here at Carmel. And they already had an amazing junior golf program. They're known for that. And, uh, and uh as we're driving down there, we knew like the program really didn't work when we lost those 40 golfers. And Ryan and I were joking and we said, you know, what's the end goal of the program? And the end goal for us was like, we wanted to really start it with, we wanted to create college athletes. We wanted to create Olympians. You know, we wanted to take someone all the way up through that LTAD stuff. And um, we joked, we're like, well, you know, if we thought about some benchmarks along the way, you know, can someone shoot par? Could we get them to shoot par for nine holes? And, and the score of 36 is typically you know, par for nine holes. And we started joking that if, you know, if we put all the kids on the putting green and we started them on the putting green, I wonder if they could even just shoot par for nine holes from there. And like, that was really how the concept. I wonder if I can sometimes, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and, and we, so the next week we tried it with our 40 golfers that were left. We had them come out. We did nine holes. We, we said, look, we're going to start you 25 yards away from the center of the green. And uh, so you have to chip and putt. And your goal today uh, is uh, to shoot par. And uh, so, which is the score of 36. And the parents loved it because we got around the golf course in 90 minutes instead of three hours. Uh, the facility loved it. 
Uh, and uh, the kids loved it. The kids that shot 36 or better were running up the car path and saying, I did it, I did it. The ones that didn't were like, they weren't devastated. They're like, I'm going to try that again, you know, because right. it was within reach. And and so that, that we built that back into the program. And we actually, uh, it was called Agri-Golf and then changed the name of the program to Operation 36. And then uh, the, the kind of built it back into the curriculum. And then the last four years has been us building technology to support it and licensing it to golf facilities. And now we have over 525 locations in over 12 countries. So that's awesome. About, that's awesome. So the concept basically is, yeah. is to take kids from that, uh, from those beginning stages and, and gradually move them back. So tell us how that works. Yeah. So if, uh, if someone does shoot 36 from 25 yards away, uh, we call it or coined the term scaling by skill. So what's interesting is to think about the reasons we don't get beginners on the golf course uh, happens to be a lot of time is pace of play because you don't want to hold up play and you don't want to be the GM or the head pro that's getting the, I don't want kids on the golf course. I don't want beginners on the golf course. So what do we do? We tell them that they have to go take five lessons before they're ready. But if we scale by skill and we say, let's give you a uh, skill appropriate course, the length of course that matches your skill level where you have the opportunity to shoot par that. That's really what Operation 36 is all about. And then, so you play from 25 yards away. And if you times that by nine, it's a 225 yard course. So it's literally starting someone on a 225 yard course. Then once they shoot 36, we back them up to 50 yards. So you go into like a 450 yard course, then we back them up to 100, which is a 900 yard course. So you can see how we're starting to layer this all the way back to where you can shoot 36 from a full tee box. And what's really nice is we have uh, GPS in the mobile app to show them where to tee off from. So you don't have to put in tee boxes, but there's a product built to support this in a full development model now. So if people aren't just saying, well, I'm just gonna go drop it at 25 yards. Like it's actually, no, there's over, you know, 40, almost 50,000 participants that are doing this around the world, uh, not just juniors, but adults as well to get into the game. And it's an easy thing to lean on. And now we don't have to avoid getting beginners on the golf course. Yeah. I had a friend here locally in Tampa that had his son go through that uh, program and, and just absolutely loved it. And what a great way it is because it continues to build uh, confidence into a, a, a junior golfer or a beginner golfer. I still have a, a cousin of mine who, I remarked to him the other day, I was like, you putt like here, you know, you're, you're just rushing all the time. He's like, I always, you know, I've always felt like I wasn't, you know, good enough. I was like, you're, you're finally good enough. You can take some time. Look that putt over, but like, he always just wanted to rush or rush along. So to build that confidence and to do it in that gamified environment, I think that that's so powerful looking back, you know, after the fact seems like such an obvious uh, idea, but it was when you guys created, it really was groundbreaking, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, you, and you, you, there's, there's, we're not the first to come up with it by any means. Like, uh, it's read about, I mean, I think in, uh, Harvey Pennick's little red book or whatever, they, they have all these concepts are in there. You've heard Tiger learn from the green back and it's, and, uh, learn to score and all these things, but it's just really, we saw the benefit in creating value in this huge chain that it does. And it, as simple as it sounds, it does create a lot of value. So you're, you're going, well, how are we going to create a golfer that pays for a round of golf for this golf facility if I'm here to create value for you as a golf professional if I don't get them on the golf course? Yeah. So that's number one. And then number two is like the golfer showed up to want to play golf. They didn't want to feel terrible and hit driving range balls <laughs> and look like there's this huge mountain to climb, right? So right. why don't we give them an achievable roadmap and get them, show them what it's like to play nine, 
and get them in that mindset. The better I get, I get to unlock more of the course, which is an interesting kind of gamified way to look at it. And then, right. and then for you as a golf pro, if you want to get someone into a program and retain them, and everyone's talking about how do we retain all these beginners right now, you know, they need to know what's the next step and it needs to be incredibly clear. And so that's why, you know, when you blend those three things together, now you have a retained coaching student for the golf pro. Uh, you have a, a lifelong, co lifelong customer of the golf facility. And then the golfer is excited because they can kind of see their progress. And it's not that gap from like zero to 26 handicap is a lot more clear on how they're going to get there because we can't shy away from the fact that it takes a long time. And some of our data is actually showcasing how long it actually takes. And it's a little eye opening to be honest. So yeah. What, well, what is it? How long does it generally take someone to move from 25 yards back to the tee box? Yeah. So if you just did it pure like action-based, right? If we just looked at like, what are the reps? Like, I think you've seen probably a few of the things out there where like, we're, I'm going to get in my 10,000 hours or something, right? There's, there's kind of that 10,000 hour rule. And then there's like the sports gene genetics rule. Like if I'm born like an athlete, I'm going to get there faster. Well, the interesting thing is because we're grabbing golfers from day one, their scores are actually logged in a web app, either by the coach in like a formal nine bull event. You can look at it as a, like a league. We have a tool where they just plug in the scores and hit submit. And it creates this really nice leaderboard for those who passed and shares it with everyone. And they can like and comment on it. That data is coming back to the golfer's profile and gives them all the badges and stuff that they need. Or if they play on their own with the mobile app, they'll also. So we can see how many rounds it takes in each one of those divisions to be able to get to a point where you are like a 26 handicap, which that's about where you're at, where you're going to like get to the full tee box and from division five to division six, when you make that transition. So it takes about 55, somewhere in there rounds sure. uh, that we're seeing to get someone from first round to there. And I think that's what we start to spark that question. If we all knew it was going to take about 55 rounds to get someone to break 50 from the forward tee at their club, why would we tell them they need 15, 20, 30 lessons on a driving range? They're going to give up and never play and then never actually drive our industry forward. Right. Yeah. Well said, man. It's interesting to see the data like that and really break it down and, and see what's going on. You guys have a mission to, to introduce the game to over a million people. At least one million people is the goal, right? And yeah. how, 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 where are you guys along in that process and what, what, how are you tracking that? Yeah, we're still early for sure. So, but uh, we're a small team, self-funded team in North Carolina. We got eight PGA professionals, uh, some software developers, some designers, and some marketers that are on our team to to help golf professionals really pull people in. Right now, that's the first strategy. Is we wanted uh, distribution and program locations out there, so if someone's looking, they can find a program to plug into that they know that they're going to go play golf. They're going to have a coach to support them and they can almost, you know, plug into a coaching program almost year round based on that location. Right. Um, so that's the first step is we need program distribution. So we're, we've been working on growing our program locations for coaches. Um, but that is not going to be the way we get to the million golfers. You know, what we believe is, uh, if we can give existing golfers, the 21, 22 million, a tool to pull someone into the game. And then have those program locations to support. That's how we're going to do it. So that's what we're working towards right now is it's not necessarily how are we going to, we're going to continue to drive as many as we can to these uh, golf professional locations. But the challenge we run into is once you get to about 100 students in your program, you can't really grow much over that. And that's the hard part without adding another person to the team, which sure. 
it, the program funds and supports. I mean, we, we believe we could actually put a self-funded beginner golf development position at every golf facility in the world. Like we are so confident in, and, and, uh, and that's what we're really good at now, but now it's going, well, how do I get grandma, grandpa, an existing golfer, someone like you gave to go, no one knows how to play. What if I could, what if you could kind of be their golf guide to get them in to play their first nine holes? And that's how we're tracking it. It's not just how many participants that we have. It's how many people actually played nine holes and shot tw from 25 yards away and shot 36 or better? Because we believe that they see that experience. They now know how to get on the golf course. They feel good about it. And now they're going to continue in the sport. There's a better chance, right? Than just saying like, hey, grow the game of golf. Well, what does that mean? We have to get down to, we have to put a metric in place to be able to show we're growing the game of golf. And I think we're one of the first that set a standard because we know how to get them on the golf course. So. You guys are crunching a lot of numbers over there. Someone have a computer background, IT, something like that. We just like to measure things. That's the that's and uh, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan and I are both very much. Uh, we're just measures. We love to see people are improving. We love to see we're having an impact. And so when you get down to you know brass tacks and if that's happening, you know I think you know it, it really scarred us a bit losing those forty golfers in year three. And you won't. Sure. I don't think you'll really find many golf professionals that will admit they worked with eighty players to watch forty of them walk away. Because right. we were literally working with those kids. We were going to their soccer games and hmm. dance classes and stuff like that outside. And and then to have that weird conversation, it literally feels like they're breaking up with you. Right. right? <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, that's how it should feel at the end of the day. That means you're doing a good job. But it's then you have to go, okay, well, we just lost them. It's like, no, we have to figure out why did we lose them. Right. And that's why, like, if you ask us about any specific area that we built into the program is to try to hit on one of the core human drives of everybody uh, to get them and pull them into the sport and get them from top golfer to green grass golfer, you know, and that's where we're, we're trying to be that connecting point to help folks get to there. Because if we don't, and we don't drive rounds, you know, rounds are up right now, but are they going to be next year? Who knows? You know, it, it all depends on the programming that's in place right now at private clubs and how they're going to retain and keep those people excited about playing. And, you know, think about, um, you know, in a, in a uh, weight loss program, you lose, you lose weight, right? Well, they, it's motivating. I want to get up every day and I want to see that scale drop. Well, that's this very similar golf. If you have that benchmark, that's kind of looking at you in your app and you're like, man, I shot a 49. I, I think I could shoot a 48. I'm going to go try this again. It, right. The mindset you want to keep in the back of someone's head when they're at dinner and they're showing their buddies, you know, and that's, that's why we built the product and, and you're trying to get people sharing the game a bit more. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a, almost like you've, you're like, you mentioned gamified. It's like a video game. So I keep playing a video game, right? So you can keep, keep breaking that record, unlocking the next level. I mean, it's, 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 it's genius and it's simplicity, but it's such a powerful human motivation that we all have is to, is to, to get better and then to be able to actually see that happen. Um, so you got, you mentioned, mentioned and alluded to it like this app. So you tell, tell me how the software and the technology works. So when a program location signs up at a golf facility, we build them on it like a web portal. And it's got all the code. The first couple of years was really just putting the coaching tools in there to make sure that uh, coaches could run it simply and effectively. So there's coaching tools in the web app, but then the mobile app is really the coach's tool to like prepare for class and know what to do and interact with their students while they're on the fly because they're so busy. Uh, but co but the also the other side of it is the golfer side of the app. So when the golfers get in, it's a very basic and kind of to the point, but it's like, hey, what are you doing today? I'm playing golf. I'm training my skills. I want to I want to learn a little bit. And in each of one of those sections, 
uh, they have tools to guide them when they're there. So when they're playing golf, uh, you know, they have the GPS and the hole by hole score. And when they log it, that comes back to the golf that comes back to the coach because it's on their profile and the coach can see this stuff to help guide them. Right. And then the same thing when they train their skills, they earn points for their golf community when they train their skills. So it's kind of like on an individual basis. And then you turn that golf facility into a team because they're one of the other 525 around the, the world that are like, come on, guys, we got to work on our game because that's really what it's about. At the end of the day, we have to motivate beginners to take action to improve. And there's no shortcut. Like that's what we're learning with the data. So you'll notice everything that we do is based around, well, how do we use gamification? How do we use motivation? How do we use all these different components to get someone from zero to 26? Because at some point, they don't care about points. At some point, they don't care about having a curriculum and earning badges. They literally just love playing golf. But that point, like inception point um, from extrinsic motivation to intrinsic motivation is like, it's a large gap. So we don't know when that's going to happen, but we just hope we can support them and do a better job of that by using all those principles. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love the concept. It's, it's fascinating. I think that for private clubs who might have a social membership, maybe they have an athletic membership, maybe you have a community membership, but you're really trying to move people up. I've always talked about, you know, moving people up a product line and yeah. thinking of membership in that way where your golf, you know, your full golf member might be the top top uh, offering that your club has, but you've got these other members. So often they're kind of neglected, left behind. I know at a lot of clubs, the tennis members are the redheaded stepchildren. Uh, but, you know, what a great way to get them, move them up your product line is to get them introduced. I think that putting this program in a private club is a fantastic way to really tap into uh, the people that you already have right there in front of you that are already connected to your brand. So uh, if I'm a private club out there, I'm a general manager, director of golf, maybe head professional at a private club. How do I get involved with this? And it's as simple as going to our website. Um, we actually just launched this uh, a couple months ago. We launched our free coach academy. So really like the first step is we want to educate every golf professional on, you know, seeing if a developmental program, because that's what this is. I mean, it's not a traditional drop into a clinic here or there, but it's learning the, the fundamentals of a developmental program uh, to take someone from their first round and progress them in the game. And we have a free, we have a coach Academy course in the op 36 platform, and then they can explore all the tools in there that their team would have to run the program. And there's a bunch of buttons in there that they can contact our team and schedule a time with one of our PGA program advisors. Uh, that will literally walk them through step by step. We, we now build out an eight week program planner to show them, you know, here's how we would do it. Here's the dates you would need to set up. Can that fit? Um, so by the time you actually get off the call with us without even signing up, you have a free program planner built and, uh, it shows how much revenue you'll make from a coaching perspective. It'll also show the impact to the facility and the membership dollars retained, which I think is something interesting that, you know, when someone's in a golf program, you know, I, I started the program in the McGregor Downs Country Club in Cary, North Carolina, private club, um, middle of the road, not like super, super high end, but not one of the lower end clubs. And um, it was awesome because the, the uh, GM at the time, Russ Curtis, was open to saying, I see what you're trying to do here. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and let's take everyone that joins your program and let's look a year later and see if their spend went up at the club because we're tracking all of that. Well, sure enough, 20% increase from everyone that was in the program. Wow. You can see it. Like, you sure. Russ can always visually see it. Like, they're, they're coming weekly. We're doing these nine-hole events. We, they had like... Uh, 
a little like snack, like almost refrigerator, you know, that's just sitting out uh, like a uh, cooler and the kids are grabbing stuff out, writing their number down. And I'm like, you know, hopefully this stuff's being tracked to show the impact I'm having with this right. program, right? And that's what all goal professionals are trying to do. Sure. Well, the nice thing is, yeah, that's, and you can see it. And so that's, that's the first thing we want to show, especially private clubs. Like if you're trying to retain members or bridge that gap from social member to golf member, well, if they have interests, you know, probably the worst thing you can do is say, join my five lesson program, you know, <laughs> that is not going to, or come try out a free clinic. They're going to walk yeah. away with no plan. Yeah. And they're not going to feel good about it. So if you really want to convert someone from a social member, and usually, you know, you have the the father, the mom is just like, I'll just do the pool or vice versa, right? Um, but to get someone to transition that full golf membership, you should have a full program that's going to go, hey, this makes a lot of sense. I can go learn. This is a program for me. And then, you know, that's our our program really is dominated right now by not only juniors, but our ladies program has completely taken off. It's about half and half now where it was fully juniors. Now it's about, it's about 40% lady, 50% kids and 10% men's programming. So wow. it's, yeah, it's been really, but that's all I got to do is visit our website, create the free coach account, put in their details and our team will reach out to them. And that's operation360.golf, right? It's just operation36.golf. Yep. You 36, uh, 36. Yeah. If, yes, if they search us on Google, they'll find it. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and is this something that's limited just to the United States or can, can this actually happen outside the U.S.? No, we're in uh, 12 countries now, believe it or not. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. the nice thing is, is with the technology, it allows us to scale it uh, and, and make it easy to run. And they get similar experiences across the world versus just like, hey, do this, do this from the lesson plans to the to the marketing. It's all there. And, and, uh, you know, it's customizable with each facility, but the main things that pros need is, uh, they just got to at least do one nine hole event a month doing the off 36 format for their participants. And then it's usually a weekly group coaching class and you just fill that up. So those are, yeah, those are the basics of it. That's all you really need. It's such, for me, such a slam dunk. If I was a man, if I was managing a club, there's no doubt in my mind that this would be a huge priority of mine. So I hope our listeners all over if you, whether you're in the United States, Canada, UK, in Europe, Australia, anywhere you're listening to, definitely reach out to Matt and his team, Operation 36, doing amazing things to grow this game, truly grow the game uh, in, in a meaningful, impactful way. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here on Private Club Radio. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks for having us. Well, that's going to wrap things up here on Private Club Radio for the month of November. I'll catch you back here in December with another exciting, intriguing interview. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the holiday season. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.